Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner. Sask Ag Today with Doug Faulkner. Good afternoon and welcome to Sask Ag Today. Coming up on today's program, canola futures were up but wheat futures were down this week. That's according to Adam Piccolo, a commodity futures advisor with PI Financial in Winnipeg. He'll tell us about what the markets did this past week. Ducks Unlimited Canada has announced a partnership with Farm Credit Canada's Sustainability Incentive Program. We'll hear from the Agricultural Sustainability Lead for Ducks Unlimited Canada, Christine Tapley. Ottawa's new investment of over $9 million in canola research is expected to play a key role in driving sustainable growth of Canada's canola industry and its contribution to the Canadian economy. That's according to Curtis Rempel, who is the Canola Council of Canada's Vice President of Crop Production and Innovation. He'll join us on today's program. And we're just three days away from Canadian Western Agribition in Regina. CEO Sean Kindop will also be on today's program. So all of those stories and much more coming up on today's edition of Saskang Today. But first, it's time for the Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. And that's a presentation of Milligan Bio. Milligan Bio now offers bio meal for your livestock, giving your animals more protein, more energy, and more of what they need. It's also brought to you by Sean Prahitka, your Remax Blue Chip Ag Division Specialist. Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. With Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. And Phil, it's sunny here in the Yorkton area today and we've gotten above the zero mark already. And uh, once we get to zero, we're already above normal. So when we uh, get a few degrees above it, we are well above normal, looking for about 10 degrees above normal today, up to around 6 for the afternoon. The wind has still been up a bit. It's not uh, a strong wind. It's just a breeze. And that breeze will continue to very gradually diminish over the course of the afternoon. Temperatures up to around 6. The sunshine is prevalent. The reason for the wind today, the reason it's not settled down quite yet, is the track of the storm is not really allowing the large ridge of high pressure, which is building to our southwest, to completely build overhead. There's still a uh, fairly sizable uh, uh, air, I'm trying to think of the right word, and I, I can't, but it's a it, just an area where we're in between the two systems. I'm not sure why I'm blanking on that word. It's a very obvious word. I'm sure I'll think of it sooner or later, right at the end. Uh, but the low is sitting over northern parts of Manitoba. The high is still centered over Montana. So we're right in that um, zone between the two. It's one of those days in town. It feels more like a Monday than a Friday. But between, until we get out of that zone, we're going to have this little breeze. Gradually, this high is going to nudge that low farther eastward. The warm air is going to nudge a little farther in. We're not going to see the temperature itself get that much different. We're really, as far as the warmth goes, we're in it. It's just the calmer wind once we get underneath that high. And that's what we have later on today into tonight and tomorrow. Very gentle wind. Temperature down to minus two tonight, which, again, not only above normal, about 10 degrees above normal for the low, but above normal for the uh, normal high for this time of year. Back up to six degrees on the plus side tomorrow. We spend only a few hours during the night in negative territory. Same tomorrow night. Clear sky, minus two, and sunshine on Sunday, the high seven. By Sunday, this ridge will have uh, peaked overhead, 
and then it will begin moving eastward. And as it does so, it will allow a storm system which is developing to our west to start to move in. We'll see a little bit of cloud cover, a little more of the breeze starting to pick back up later Sunday, Sunday night, still dry. But as the day goes on Monday, this next storm gets a little closer. A fairly strong front is going to cut across the province, really, as it develops. So we're not seeing a whole lot of moisture with it just yet because it's still the developing stage. But behind it, as it gets organized, it's going to really drive some cold air southward. So three degrees on Monday for the high. Daytime, it's a slow decline, but a very sharp decline Monday night into Tuesday as this Arctic air mass digs southward. A few flurries with it, some uh, light snow Monday night and Tuesday, but temperatures get back to below normal. Now, normal high by Tuesday is minus 6. I'm thinking right there, but we're at or a little below normal for most of the rest of the week. That's Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. Temperatures around the region this hour. The Paw and Brandon are at minus 2 degrees. Swan River, zero. Dauphin, plus three. Show Lake Russell, minus one. Roblin, zero. Regina, Hudson Bay, and Indian Head are all reporting in at plus two degrees. Saskatoon, plus seven. Broadview, Mooseman, zero. Winyard, Wadena, Kelvington, plus four. The Yorkton-Melville region has a sunny sky. A west wind at 26 kilometers an hour. 59% is the relative humidity. The temperature is plus 4 degrees. Yesterday, Yorkton reached a high of plus 1 degree and dropped to a low of minus 6 degrees. There was no precipitation recorded in the 24-hour period ending at midnight last night. The normal high for this date is minus 4 degrees. The normal low is minus 12 degrees. The sun rose in Yorkton at 8.10 this morning, and it will set at 4.59 this afternoon. Extreme temperatures for Manitoba and Saskatchewan yesterday. The Manitoba hot spot was Sprague at plus 6 degrees. The cold spot to Dooley Lake at minus 20 degrees. The Saskatchewan hotspot was a tie between North Battleford and Outlook. They both got up to plus 4 degrees. The cold spot was East End at minus 14 degrees. Welcome back to Saskag Today. Canola futures were up, but wheat futures were down this week. According to Adam Piccolo, a commodity futures advisor with PI Financial. While the January canola contract was up about $18 this week to around $703 a metric ton, he says it was higher than that at $725 a few days ago. The December Minneapolis wheat contract, meanwhile, was down about $0.12 cents on the week, to around $7.18. Seems that uh, there has been a little bit of a pullback within the grains here this week in general. On the soybean side in particularly, they have pulled back. Uh, it seems that there has been a key reversal in soybean meal this week, actually. Um, and anticipated northern Brazil rains next week really have the market's attention to Sunday night's South American forecast. So that'll be an important uh, price direction for next week. As well, Argentine's runoff election is set for Sunday, 
and the race is is a dead hat supposedly so that might be something to just kind of watch politically as well for the soybean kind of market he says the price of oil and the canadian dollar are also factors influencing the commodity markets. Yeah, definitely both of those as well too this week, especially more so actually I believe on the oil side of things. Crude WTI is still considered kind of lower on the charts and trending lower. Today we're up about a dollar fifty, just because yesterday had a over a four dollar sell off. But we are sitting at a, under that seventy five dollar mark, and it has been looking like it wants to trend back lower to that seventy dollar range. So that might be spilling over into the oil seeds a little bit. The U.S. dollar, like again you and I discussed, has been coming down here recently. It's uh, the S and P five hundred on the the stock market side of things is only about two percent away from making new all time highs. So. There has been a lot of, I would say, positive market influences right now when it comes to the stock market uh, with the U.S. dollar down. But right now, it seems that overall that funds are short uh, a record amount of few commodities and they're staying on the short side rather than, I would say, covering that and seeing a rally here right now. Piccolo notes there's been poor demand for wheat over the past week. Yeah, so there's weekly export sales that come out, and this week sales were poor for the wheat side of things. And global supplies were raised by the IGC, the International Grains Council. So that's kind of one, again, a little bit more of a bearish factor for wheat. There were rumors that China is poking around again for U.S. wheat, but there has been no confirmation of that. EU wheat prices really remain weak, and Black Sea exports continue to move largely uninterrupted given kind of what's going on right now. China actually did make their their, their head of the, the country trip to the U.S. the first time in six years, and it looks like the U.S. and China are trying to get on a little bit more of the same page, which I think is just good for markets, grain, stock markets in general. And he provides his outlook for next week and beyond. Well, looking more at the technical side of things that I'm watching, want to see, again, January canola hold this $700 kind of level. That I could confirm, you know, at least some support there potentially. And uh, on the wheat side of things, it looks like we might be turning back to kind of that lower end of the range. So $7, $7.10 or so on the December Minneapolis, I'll be watching that level as well. Adam Piccolo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial in Winnipeg. It's time now for the Ag Review portion of our program, and that's a presentation of New Era Ag Technologies in Swan River. Future Ford has been serving the Melville area for over 30 years. They focus on the future. Their staff are ready for what's to come. Ford Tech is changing all the time with new vehicle technology like EV, self-driving, and more. Get ready to drive into the future. Why? Because the future is Future Ford. GX94, AgriView. Farmers are planning to hold public rallies on Parliament Hill and other locations next week calling on the Senate to pass Bill C-234. While no farm or political groups are officially involved, multiple sources say individuals are organizing a rally to be held on Tuesday on Parliament Hill. The demonstration would coincide with senators returning for their first sitting since November 9th, 
When an amendment was proposed at the third and final reading stage of C-234, stalling passage of the bill that would remove the federal carbon tax from propane and natural gas used on farms for grain drying, barn heating and other purposes. The Trudeau government has deployed multiple unusual procedural tactics to obstruct the private member's bill, which was introduced by Ontario Conservative MP Ben Lobb in February of 2022 and approved by MPs in the House of Commons in March of this year. Strong post-pandemic sales of farm equipment aren't expected to continue into 2024. That's according to a new report from Farm Credit Canada, otherwise known as FCC. According to FCC's 2024 outlook for the Canadian farm equipment market, new sales are projected to be softer in 2024 based on three factors. Higher interest rates, elevated equipment prices, and a decline in commodity prices. Robust sales of new farm equipment in 2023 was due in part to a correction of supply roadblocks experienced during the pandemic. Implement sales look more positive. Used equipment, a go-to for many producers during the pandemic, has already seen a downhill slide in sales. Projected worldwide wheat, corn and soybean production in 2023-24 was raised by the International Grains Council in its latest update with better-than-expected corn yields in the United States and larger Black Sea wheat crops behind the adjustment. Total world wheat production in 2023-24 was pegged at 787 million metric tons by the IGC, which would be up by 2 million from the October estimate, but still below the 804 million metric tons grown in 2022-23. If realized, the world wheat crop would still be the second largest on record. Global corn production was raised to 1.223 billion metric tons, which compares with the October estimate of 1.219 billion metric tons and the year-ago level of 1.161 billion metric tons. World soybean production is forecast to be up by 7% on the year, hitting a record of 395 million metric tons. Russia's agriculture minister says Moscow has begun free shipments of grain, totaling up to 200,000 metric tons, to six African countries, as promised by President Vladimir Putin in July. In a statement posted on Telegram, Dmitry Patrushev says that ships headed for Burkina Faso and Somalia have already left Russian ports, and that additional shipments to Eritrea, Zimbabwe, Mali, and the Central African Republic would soon follow. Putin had promised to deliver free grain to the six countries at a summit with African leaders in July, soon after Moscow withdrew from a deal that had allowed Ukraine to ship grain from its Black Sea ports despite the war with Russia. The deal, known as the Black Sea Grain Initiative, had helped lower prices on the global market. But Putin argued it was failing to get supplies to the countries in most urgent need. Italy's lower House of Parliament gave final approval for a law banning the use of laboratory-produced food and animal feed yesterday as angry farmers confronted a group of centrist lawmakers opposed to the bill. 
The proposal, already approved by the Upper House Senate, passed by 159 votes in favor to 53 against, prohibiting the use, sale, import and export of food and feed from cell cultures or tissue derived from vertebrate animals. Factories breaching such rules can be subject to fines of up to 150,000 euros and risk being shut down while owners may lose their right to obtain public funding for up to three years. The proposal of Agriculture Minister Francesco Lollabrigida, a close aide of Prime Minister Giorgia Maloney, is seen as part of a broader bid by the rightist coalition to safeguard tradition. And be sure to listen to the latest SaskAg Today podcast. It's brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Welcome back to SaskAg Today. I'm Doug Falconer. It's sunny and plus four degrees in the Yorkton-Melville region. I'll have your complete weather details coming up at one o'clock. Ducks Unlimited Canada has announced a partnership with Farm Credit Canada's Sustainability Incentive Program. The Agricultural Sustainability Lead for Ducks Unlimited Canada, Christine Tapley, says the new incentive program will complement their most popular program on the prairies. Ducks Unlimited Canada has a marginal areas program that we currently offer. And Farm Credit Canada has teamed up with us to make that program even better to incent folks for the good work they're doing through the program. She first outlines the Marginal Areas program offered by Ducks Unlimited Canada. The Marginal Areas program is meant to to look at annual cropping acres. So folks who have crop acres that maybe aren't providing a return on investment, maybe they're a bit saline, they just don't have the yield that the rest of the field is putting out. You can identify those acres and roll them into the program. Ducks will provide an incentive payment to sow them to perennial cover, and you sign a 10-year agreement to keep them in perennial cover as part of the program. Now, if you're an FCC client, you can get an additional annual payment for having those acres in, in perennial cover as part of the MAP program. Tapley talks about the benefits to agriculture producers for taking part in the programs. Well, first off, by putting inputs in those areas, seed and fertilizer, etc., and then not getting a yield out of it, you're effectively losing money. So to stop doing that is the first step, but also the incentive payment. And then we're also seeing benefits like less weed resistance because we're not having a a spot for weeds to grow in the corner of the field, pollinator habitats, so boosting yields in other areas of the field, suppressing club root issues on canola acres, uh, lots of benefits. As for when producers can start taking advantage of the new FCC program. Anybody who already has uh, a MAP agreement, so anybody who's previously enrolled in the Ducks Unlimited program can go on to FCC's website and apply if you're an FCC customer. But anybody who's interested in either dormant seeding, which we also might be a little bit past, but or in the spring to be seeding those areas down uh, next spring, the window will, will open back up again in May for, for folks enrolling in the FCC portion. Tapley says it's easy for producers to learn more about the FCC program or to sign up for it. 
So you can get to it a couple of ways, either through the ag.ducks.ca, so our listed programs um, will be on the Ducks Unlimited website, or through SCC's website, uh, looking up their Sustainability Incentive Program. It will be on the list of, they have a few different programs similar to this already listed. She notes the Marginal Areas Program offered by Ducks Unlimited has been quite popular. So we've only run it for... I think this will be our fourth year, so it's a relatively new program, uh, but it is definitely growing uh, quite quickly in size, and we're hoping that this will will um, get it out to, to more folks to, to be able to sign up for incentives on their land base. Topley then offered these final comments. Just excited to be able to find new ways to, to put some more dollars in, in the hands of farmers that are protecting these um, habitat and, and pollinator areas on their on their landscape. Christine Topley is the Agricultural Sustainability Lead for Ducks Unlimited Canada. It's time now for the livestock market conditions and they're a presentation of Heartland Livestock in Verdon. Livestock Market Conditions U.S. live cattle futures for December, trading at 175.70, that's up 95. February live cattle trading at 176.55, up 122. January feeder cattle trading at 228.47, up 97. March feeder cattle trading at 231.05, up 95. December lean hogs trading at 71.25, down 22. February lean hogs trading at 75.50, down 12. And that's the livestock market conditions. It's time now to check in once again with Tanya Cherry. Thank you, Doug. Our GX94 radio auction bidding starts to close next Tuesday night. Evan and Olivia, they will help you out with that. And that's when our sell-off show will be. You need to take a look, do some bidding, check out some of those items that we have on there right now because you are going to be saving a heck of a lot of money on these items with the radio auction. So it's easy. Go to our website, gx94radio.com. First thing you're going to see, a big sign that says shop local. And then there you go. You click there and you are good to go. Now, taking a look at lot number 317. This right now is the lot where if you make a bid and you actually get this at this cost at you get so much wiggle room where you're going to be making money on it. It is the awesome gas furnace heat pump air conditioning unit from vetted hvac and this is the one that the government wants us all to get and they have incentives so they have rebates with this you get this item on our auction you are going to receive a 650 dollars rebate for the furnace and a 6500 rebate from the government from the uh, greener home grant so that is seven thousand one hundred and fifty dollars that you're getting back just for purchasing this now we're doing some math here it's worth eighteen thousand dollars current bid is two hundred and sixty dollars <laughs> right that has a huge way that it has to go up before you're even spending money on it you're making money on this thing because of the rebates that is lot number 317 go and take a look that is all with the gx94 radio welcome back to saskag today 
Ottawa's new investment of over $9 million in canola research is expected to play a key role in driving sustainable growth of Canada's canola industry and its contribution to the Canadian economy. That's according to Curtis Rempel, the Canola Council of Canada's Vice President of Crop Production and Innovation. It's extremely welcome. We, uh, we welcome our public-private uh, research funding uh, with Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada and also all of the university uh, partners that, that also play a, a, a role in this cluster. And this, uh, the, the Agriculture, Agri-Food Canada Science Cluster, uh, Sustainable Agriculture Cluster, is, uh, is really key to advancing our industry and grower research priorities. He explains what the money will be earmarked for. The Agriculture Canada contribution is just over $9 million. And then our, 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 uh, our Canola Council um, uh, membership uh, contribution and growers' contribution amounts to just over $8 million. So it's $17 million, over $17 million in funding. Uh, yeah, the Ag Canada portion is $9 million, but it's, uh, it's a $17 million funding tranche. And to get back to your question, we have a number of key innovation innovation needs that this uh, research that the cluster is going to fund. And and first of all, we're gonna it's going to enhance our understanding and application of advancing forest nutrient management practices, primarily for profitability and yield, but also for incre- improving uh, nitrous oxide emissions or reducing nitrous oxide emissions and sequestering more carbon. It's going to strengthen our, our understanding and development of genetic resistance against key, key canola pathogens and also insect pests like flea beetle. We're targeting yield improvements directly, which uh, benefit our industry and growers directly. Yield improvements while increasing profitability. And part of that is for understanding how canola can mitigate climate change and also how we can become resilient against changing climate. And then last but not least, a, a chunk of it is for market development and for understanding the canola meal's impact on reducing dairy, uh, methane emissions from dairy production and its value, nutritional value in aquaculture markets, which is a new and emerging um, space for canola. And then last but not least, I guess we should also say there's a component, a significant component working with all of our partners in turning this research into knowledge or the knowledge and tech transfer and our Ag Canada and university scientists working together with council agronomists and our industry partners have a great collaboration and turning research into knowledge is what really um, is, uh, is puts the capstone on the research projects. Rempel expects to see a bump in canola yields thanks to this research. I anticipate we're going to see more canola grown over the prairies, although acres, um, you know, they're, Acre expansion is, is, is getting more, is more limited. We have, um, we have canola, a lot of canola growers working on optimum acres as, uh, or optimum rotations as it is. And I think there's room for expansion potentially in, in, in southern Alberta and southern Saskatchewan in what we call the brown soil zones. But I think the big, the big gain is going to be more, more canola per acre, like higher yields per acre. And so that yield intensification also helps us meet our growing global demand for food and, and biofuel. It helps, uh, really helps sequester more carbon because uh, 
agricultural increasing agricultural yields pulls a lot of carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere and uh, and we also uh, increase grower profitability and i think grower profitability is is really uh, at the heart of the research he notes the funding will be provided over the next five years it's going to be an exciting five years i look forward to all of the the partnerships and the research networks that we have already built and that we will continue to build with our agriculture and agri-food Canada research scientists, as well as all of our university scientists that that participate, and then working with our network of growers and agronomists to, to advance the research findings and turn them into best management practices, which lead to, um, yeah, lead to increased yield and profitability. So really looking forward to this again. And Rempel is very thankful for the additional research funding. One final shout out to uh, to, to the to Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada for um, for for continuing to fund research agricultural research in in Canada, and to our growers and and canola value chain for uh, stepping to the plate and uh, and continuing their investment. Our our growers in private sector and canola put enormous amount of of research dollars. In, into the uh, funding, into the research stream as it is, and to come to uh, advance this public-private partnership with additional dollars um, is, is going to drive our industry as well. Curtis Rempel is the Canola Council of Canada's Vice President of Crop Production and Innovation. Commodities Update. Canola futures are trading down across the board this hour. January canola trading at $700.20, down $6.60. March canola trading at $705 per metric ton, down $7.40. December Minneapolis wheat trading at $7.16 and a quarter, down nine and three quarters of a cent. December Kansas City wheat trading at 6.19 per bushel down 8 and a quarter cents. December Chicago wheat trading at 5.50 and a quarter down 3 and a quarter cents. December corn trading at 4.67 per bushel down 7 and 3 quarters of a cent. January soybeans trading at 13.41 and 3 quarters down 18 and a half cents. December oats trading at 348 and a half, down two and three quarters of a cent. And that's the commodities update. Farm Bulletin Board. We're just three days away from Canadian Western Agribition in Regina. Preparations are well underway setting up panels and barns and bringing in dirt to the brand center, among other things. Event CEO Sean Kindop provided a rundown of what's happening next week. We kick off with free admission on Monday, courtesy of CN. Um, we head into Tuesday. We can, we've got um, our freestyle bullfighting event. You know, Wednesday's free rodeo admission, courtesy of Mosaic. Uh, we, we, we announce uh, we crown our inaugural Miss Rodeo Agribition, so we've got a rodeo queen, um, we've got live pitches for the Canadian Animal Light Tech Awards happening that afternoon. Uh, Thursday, we're going to, this first responders day, and then we're also going to 
find out who our winner is from our Taylor Swift contest and who we're going to be sending to Australia. And then we head into the weekend for two more nights of professional rodeo and two nights of uh, party on the dirt. There's one event he's most excited about. I'm pretty excited for the freestyle bullfighting. Is uh, I think it's going to be one of the most um, entertaining events that's ever come to Regina. Kindop says every inch of real district where the event will be held is going to be full. Yeah, so, so we, uh, we take over every inch of the real district at the moment with the exception of Mosaic Stadium. So we're very excited. To, you know, we've been doing it for 52 years and excited to bring uh, everybody together and under one roof and be able to uh, enjoy some live music and some rodeo and see some world-class genetics. But we're also excited for all the things that happen around the city and, you know, to be able to watch the bars and the restaurants and the hotels fill up due to the event is uh, something we're very excited about. And we're, we're, we're proud of what we bring to the city. He adds agribition provides a lot of economic benefit to Regina. Yeah, last year our economic impact was $96.5 million, which is up 31% from 2017. So again, some of that has to do with inflation still, but you know, the, the show is continuing to evolve, and uh, we're very proud of that number and, and what this show does for the province and the city. And Kindop has been hearing good things about agribition leading up to next week. Yeah, we've been hearing a lot of good feedback. You know, agribition happens once a year. And, uh, you know, we're a separate entity that a lot of people don't know that, you know, Agribition runs this event. So it's, it's something that, you know, we're, we're, we're proud of what we do. Um, I know that there's a lot of people that have been coming for a lot of years that have, you know, they've got their family and friends that they see all the time, but then they've got their Agribition family and friends that they see once a year. And they, they've developed those relationships and, you know, they're excited to come back to Agribition yearly and continue to develop them and just see people that you, you haven't seen since last November. Agribition runs from this Monday through Saturday. More information, including a schedule of events, are on the Agribition website. It's now 1 o'clock. That means it's time to check the GX94 Precision Weather Forecast for the Quill Lakes, Hudson Bay, Swan River, Broadview, Mooseman, Indian Head, and Yorkton, Melville, Roblin, Russell regions today. Sunny, winds west-northwest at 15 to 30, then diminishing a high of plus 6. For tonight, mainly clear, winds west at 10 to 20, then diminishing a low of minus 2. For tomorrow, mainly sunny, winds west-southwest at 10 to 15, a high of plus 6, an overnight low of minus 2. For Sunday, mainly sunny, winds south-southeast at 15 to 25, a high of plus 7. For Monday, increasing cloud with a 70% chance of rain, which may mix in with some snow, a high of plus 3. And for Tuesday, a 30% chance of early flurries, then mainly sunny and windy, a high of minus 6. In the Paw and Brandon, it's minus 2 degrees. Swan River and Roblin are at 0. Dauphin plus 3. Show Lake Russell, minus 1. Regina, Hudson Bay, and Indian Head all reporting in at plus 2 degrees. Saskatoon, plus 7. Broadview, Mooseman, 0. Winyard, Wadena, Kelvington, plus 4. The Yorkton, Melville region has a sunny sky, a west wind at 26 kilometers an hour. 59% is the relative humidity. The temperature is plus 4 degrees. That's your agriculture weather, and that'll do it for SaskAg today. For today, 
Be sure to tune in again on Monday at 12.15 for another edition of the program. It's time now for the news and sports headlines. Saskag Today has been brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner.